0: news from kxan news
1: breaking news tonight at five a child abduction in Gonzales, texas this is a town located south of austin on the very edge of our viewing area an amber alert went into effect with authorities saying they're looking for this child 14-year-old Scarlett Smith. She was last seen wearing a red Nike hoodie. The alert identifies a suspect, Barry Van Mersbergen. Authorities add he may also go by the name Ben. Law enforcement says the suspect's vehicle is a tan 2012 GMC terrain with Texas license plate 3RVWG. If you see either person or that vehicle, please give police a call.
0: And more breaking news for you. The state Supreme Court is temporarily blocking a deposition of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton set for later this week. Attorneys for whistleblowers suing him are seeking his testimony. A Travis County judge previously ordered Paxton to sit for a deposition on Thursday after she said his attorneys failed to work on scheduling a time with lawyers representing his four former employees. Now, these plaintiffs argue Paxton violated whistleblower protections when he fired them after they reported him to the FBI for alleged corruption.
1: House Republicans continue to move forward to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas saying he has failed to secure the Southern border.
0: Democrats argue Mayorkas hasn't broken any laws by doing his job and say it's up to Congress to fix the immigration system. KXN uh, Washington correspondent Anna Wernicke has more.
2: Republicans introduced the articles this weekend after completing a months-long investigation into DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas.
3: Today is a grave day.
2: Chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Tennessee Republican Mark Green, says impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is the only option.
3: Secretary Mayorkas' actions have forced our hand. We cannot allow this border crisis to continue.
2: House Republicans introduced two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas, accusing President Biden's top immigration official of violating the law by releasing migrants who are awaiting court proceedings into the U.S. and lying to lawmakers about whether the southern border was secure. The failure to secure the border has been so significant, so catastrophic, so egregious, The Congress must now use its power to provide accountability. Revenge, vengefulness is why we're here. But Democrats called the entire impeachment proceedings a political stunt. This is a
3: complete sham impeachment.
2: And California Democrat Robert Garcia says Republicans' accusations are not impeachable offenses.
3: There's no evidence from a constitutional perspective or reason to impeach him.
2: Mayorkas, who didn't attend Tuesday's hearing, defended himself in a letter to the committee calling the impeachment proceedings against him baseless and the allegations false. House Speaker Mike Johnson says the House will waste no time moving the impeachment forward, promising a vote on the House floor as soon as possible. For now, in Washington, I'm Anna Warnicke.
1: Back to you. Now, Texas plans to send someone to testify in front of Congress on how what Texas is doing at the border is within its right as a state. Here on KXAN News at 6, we'll have a look at what this hearing could mean for the future of the Texas border. Just today, several migrants were rescued while trying to cross the Rio Grande into Texas. A child and three adults were rescued after they got swept up in the strong current. Members from the Texas Department of Public Safety were able to pull them into a boat and bring them ashore. Just hours before that, two men, a woman and a toddler also nearly drowned. That child was in critical condition and had to be stabilized at the scene.
0: Today, the Texas Supreme Court heard a challenge over a new law that bans transgender children from receiving certain health care options. It also threatens the licenses of doctors who provide them. The state argued Senate Bill 14 falls in line with the Texas legislature having the authority to regulate medicine, while the attorney representing the families of the transgender kids and the doctors say the law unconstitutionally targets them and limits their decision-making.
1: The statute is narrowly tailored to protecting children from interventions that interfere with their growth and development and have irreversible physical effects, all without proven mental health benefit. In attempting to justify Senate Bill 14 in this case, the state has disregarded widely recognized benefits of the care that Senate Bill 14 bans and the risk of doing nothing to treat gender dysphoria.
0: Now, the timeline for when a decision will come is broad. Legal experts expect the ruling anywhere between a few weeks from now to even a few months. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, another afternoon of unusual warmth
4: for the second to last day of January. 72 in Austin, 74 in Rockdale. Most of us have been several degrees warmer than that beautiful day yesterday. This means it's a beautiful rush hour if you want to roll down the windows or hopefully you're not stuck in traffic over the next couple of hours at all. Mostly sunny, 72 on our West Shore home cam near downtown. Not only is it sunny and warm, but the humidity is under 30%, so it feels just wonderful out there again this evening. Coming up, unfortunately, weather like this in January means allergy problems. We'll have your latest Cedar count. We're also tracking the next storm and the timeline of when rain is expected this weekend.
1: David, thanks very much. The family of a man shot in a 2021 confrontation with Austin police is filing a new complaint with Austin's Office of Police Oversight. Alex Gonzalez Jr.'s family says an Austin officer, Gabriel Gutierrez, has made what they call false statements regarding his role in that shooting. Now, the family alleges he's not fit to stand as an APD officer, but didn't specify what those false statements actually are. Officer Gutierrez was off duty in January of 2021 when he he says Gonzalez cut him off in traffic and pointed a gun at him. Officer Gutierrez says he fired a shot at the car, then called for backup. Another responding officer shot and killed Gonzalez after police say he didn't respond to commands and acted in what they thought was a threatening manner. Elizabeth Gonzalez, Alex's mother, says she's not going anywhere until she and her family get some accountability from the city.
5: I want a response from them to see what they're going to do, because I'm not going nowhere, and I'm not going to disappear. That's all I want is the truth. That's it, the truth. And they can't even do that or provide the truth, and they wonder why the people of Austin don't count on them or can't call on them.
1: Back in 2022, a Travis County Grand Jury declined to indict either officers involved in Gonzalez's shooting. Gonzalez's family has filed a federal civil rights suit against the city of Austin over the shooting as well.
0: Well, in Hayes County, at least half a dozen children have died of fentanyl poisoning since the summer of 2022.
1: KXAN Sam Stark talks to a mother who lost her son to a poisoning and a new initiative she is proposing to try to save others
2: what what Janelle
4: and and is trying to do through this project is being able to prevent those deaths because you can't you can't save a dead child
3: Janelle Rodriguez lost her son Noah to a fentanyl overdose in 2022 since then she's devoted her life to saving as many people as she can it had been
1: my goal for a while now to or since losing my son put up naloxone um, in the community
3: Naloxone is the generic name for Narcan the FDA approved the drug to reverse the effects of an opioid overdose on Tuesday Rodriguez convinced the Kyle Parks and Recreation Board to consider allowing her to install boxes with free Narcan in parks across Kyle
1: I just think it's important for easy access for um, and I think every every parent anybody who has a Teenager in their home, a child in their home has
3: to have it in their home. Rodriguez has the support of the sheriff's office, which wants to spread awareness about the problem in the community. It's not going to go anywhere. So if 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 it's accessible, accessible, um, and inexpensive, then then why not, right? So that's why I'm behind Janelle and her efforts to. Make Hayes County as safe as possible. Narcan is considered safe for anyone to use. The CDC says the drug will not harm someone if they get it and are not overdosing.
2: If free Narcan stands were prevalent in Hays County years ago, um,
3: one of my really good friends' sons would still be here. In Kyle, Sam
0: Stark, KXN News.
1: Now, Rodriguez says she wants to bring these boxes to every community in Hayes County.
0: Donald Trump will be showing up on Illinois ballots later this year. Why, the state decided to keep his name on the ticket despite efforts from some to take it off.
1: Plus, major layoffs coming to a major shipping company. How many people are expected to lose their jobs when UPS cuts back?
0: And U.S. officials say they have found who was partly responsible for a drone attack on a U.S. base. What they're planning to do in response. FORMER PRESIDENT TRUMP WILL STAY ON THE BALLOT, AT LEAST IN ILLINOIS. THE STATE'S ELECTION BOARD DECIDED TODAY TO KEEP HIM ON THE PRIMARY BALLOT. THIS COMES A WEEK BEFORE THE U.S. The SUPREME COURT HEARS ARGUMENTS ON WHETHER HIS ROLE IN THE JANUARY 6th ATTACK ON THE U.S. CAPITOL DISQUALIFIES HIM FROM THE PRESIDENCY. THE EIGHT-MEMBER ILLINOIS STATE BOARD, WHICH INCLUDES FOUR REPUBLICANS AND FOUR DEMOCRATS, MADE THE DECISION IN A UNANIMOUS VOTE, SAYING IT DIDN'T HAVE THE AUTHORITY TO DETERMINE WHETHER TRUMP VIOLATED THE CONSTITUTION. Dozens of cases have been filed around the country seeking to bar Trump from the presidency for insurrection. The case in Colorado is the only one that's succeeded in courts. Most other courts and election officials have ducked the issue on similar grounds to Illinois.
1: UPS says major layoffs are on the way. The company released a statement today saying it would cut about 12,000 employees due to a decline in revenue combined with rising labor costs. UPS saw a $9 billion decline in year-over-year revenues. Those 12,000 jobs are about 2.5% of the company's workforce. Employees affected will receive severance packages and outplacement assistance. On an earnings call on Tuesday, the logistics giant said it was looking to cut $1 billion in costs in the fourth quarter. Now going in depth, shipping is not the only industry facing some major setbacks. Earlier this month, Microsoft laid off 1,900 people in its gaming division, AMAZON LET GO OF HUNDREDS FROM THEIR PRIME VIDEO AND MGM STUDIO'S ARM, AND GOOGLE SAYS IT CUT JOBS ACROSS THE COMPANY TO PUSH FOR EFFICIENCY. NOW, THAT'S BETTER THAN LAST JANUARY, WHERE AROUND 90,000 PEOPLE LOST THEIR JOBS ACROSS HUNDREDS OF COMPANIES.
0: THE U.S. WILL RESPOND TO A DRONE ATTACK IN JORDAN THAT KILLED THREE AMERICANS. WHAT THE PRESIDENT SAYS THE U.S. WILL DO AND WHO HE SAYS BEARS PART OF THE BLAME. And today even warmer than
4: yesterday. Matter of fact, a high of 76 in town and 74 at the airport, our warmest day in nearly two weeks. We'll look ahead into February when we come back in first morning weather.
1: President Biden says he has made a decision on how to respond to the drone attack that killed three U.S. soldiers in Jordan.
0: U.S. officials say Iranian-backed militants are responsible, and a growing number of U.S. lawmakers are calling on the White House to respond more forcefully to Iran. NBC's Alice Barr reports.
5: President Biden saying today he has decided how to respond to the attack that killed three American soldiers and injured roughly 40 on a U.S. military base in Jordan. He has now spoken to the grieving families. If we know what we know now, we would have just said, I love you so much. The president offered no details on the U.S. response, but said Iran is at least partly to blame. I do hold them respons- responsible in the sense
4: that they're supplying the weapons to the people who did it.
5: Iran insists it did not direct the deadly drone strike, but one of the groups it backs. The Islamic resistance in Iraq claimed responsibility. The Pentagon says Iranian-backed militias have targeted bases housing Americans more than 160 times, SINCE THE START OF THE ISRAEL-HAMAS WAR, NOW WITH THE FIRST U.S. FATALITIES, LAWMAKERS IN BOTH PARTIES ARE PRESSING FOR A CRACKDOWN ON IRAN.
2: THE UNITED
4: STATES NEEDS TO SHOW STRENGTH uh, AND THE ADMINISTRATION NEEDS TO uh, ESCALATE AND uh, SUSTAIN THE RESPONSE.
5: THE U.S. RESPONSE COULD RANGE FROM SANCTIONS AND CYBER ATTACKS TO MORE STRIKES AGAINST PROXY MILITANTS OR EVEN TARGETING IRANIAN TERRITORY, THOUGH THE PRESIDENT HAS MADE CLEAR
4: I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. That's not what I'm looking for.
5: As the war in Gaza inflames the region, officials from Israel, Qatar, Egypt and the U.S. have reached a framework for what sources tell NBC News would be a 60-day pause in the fighting to free Hamas-held hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News.
0: And Hamas has said it was reviewing that proposal to temporarily pause the fighting in Gaza, even as Israel's Prime Minister insists his country will fulfill its mission to destroy Hamas. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans.
4: Well, gorgeous weather continues for the next couple of days, but we do have a change Friday into the coming weekend. So let's dive in here under sunny skies 72 right now beautiful day on the Austonian weather cam cedar counts unfortunately still high the good news for cedar allergy sufferers if there is any it's that the cedar count has dropped slightly in the past 24 hours only other pollen problem here is mold but that is low three-year rain deficit has been stacking up even after some recent wet weather due in part to the three-year La Nina pattern which predisposes us to drought look at this we still need more rain southwest of Austin we've racked up a 20 inch plus rain deficit in Austin out toward many of the Highland Lakes we're missing 12 to 20 inches of rain that we should have received in the past 36 months and we just haven't I mentioned last week's heavy rain we had a foot of rain in parts of Fayette County it's there and in parts of Milam County where we either have a small deficit or actually a slight surplus of up to three to four inches so when is more rain coming to help our lake levels and help our continuing drought Not in the next couple of days. We have a mid-level ridge of high pressure, a sharp one just to our west. This is slowly creeping our way, keeping the skies sunny and dry, and the temperature is just wonderful. But, a couple days into the new month of February, this intensifying west coast storm, which is still expected to bring feet of snow to the Lake Tahoe area, a piece of this breaks off and brings us our next shot of rain. This is really not an immediate change. Matter of fact, very little changes for the next two days or so. Overnight tonight, just a few high clouds with seasonably chilly temperatures that I'll show you in just a moment. Tomorrow, you'll notice a little more filtered sunshine, just some high thin clouds, not darkening the sky at all. A very subtle change from today to tomorrow. On Thursday, though, the clouds do thicken up just a bit. I'm not convinced we'll see any rain, but we do expect kind of a mix of sun and also these lower clouds at times. That's indicative of the change coming the following day. Let's switch to our longer range model and fast forward to the rain chances beginning on Friday not during the day. We will see a mix of clouds and sun, but by afternoon, especially into the evening, a couple scattered showers and thunderstorms develop. Of course, it is still several days out, so check back with us for updates. But as it looks right now, most of the rain does not affect your Friday evening plans. It should be Friday night during the overnight hours into early Saturday morning. By the time we wake up and get going early Saturday, the rain is exiting to the east, and the rest of the weekend does look dry. Temperatures don't even cool down that much behind this system. I'll show you that in just a moment as well. Seven-day rain forecast, not terribly impressive. About a half inch for much of the hill country, three-quarters to one inch of rain in the next week in Austin. Our eastern counties may see some slightly heavier totals. We'll see how this shakes out here again late Friday night. Okay, tonight mostly clear calm winds very little changing from the past couple of nights 46 in town tomorrow looks gorgeous with a few more high clouds than today 74 with a light southeast wind at just about five miles an hour. Finally, some rain chances will return late Friday. The main 80% chance of rain comes overnight into early Saturday. The cold front doesn't arrive immediately and when it does breezy winds and only a slight drop in temperatures Sunday into early next week.
1: David, thanks very much. Coming up, a star of screen and stage has passed away. What Chita Rivera accomplished in her over eight decades of showbiz. This hopelessness
2: is hard to swallow. I'm Allie Bradley at Eagle Pass, Texas. I've been covering the southern border for two and a half years. Not only is it a national security crisis, but it's obviously a humanitarian one as well. Our News Nation crews were here as people were literally fighting for their lives. Hundreds of people are crossing over from Mexico, crossing the Rio Grande. It's important for News Nation to be showing you exactly what's happening
5: in real time. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com.
0: Right now, two big tech stories for you tonight. The future of AI and who should keep its powers in check. My conversation about that with the CEO of Microsoft. Also, we go inside Apple's vision of the future on Nightly News.
1: LEGENDARY BROADWAY PERFORMER CHITA RIVERA, STAR OF WEST SIDE STORY, CHICAGO AND KISS OF THE SPIDER WOMAN HAS DIED. BORN IN WASHINGTON, D.C., SHE WAS NOMINATED NUMEROUS TIMES FOR A TONY AND WON TWICE FOR THE RINK. RIVERA WAS THE FIRST HISPANIC WOMAN TO RECEIVE THE KENNEDY CENTER AWARD AND ALSO RECEIVED A TONY LIFETIME ACHIEVEMENT AWARD AND A PRESIDENTIAL MEDAL OF FREEDOM. SHE IS SURVIVED BY HER DAUGHTER AND HER THREE SIBLINGS, ALONG WITH HER MANY NIECES AND NEPHEWS. SHE WAS 91 YEARS OLD.
0: A DYING THIEF WHO CONFESSED TO STEALING THE RUBY Slippers THAT JUDY GARLAND WORE IN THE WIZARD OF OZ HAS BEEN SENTENCED TO ZERO TIME IN PRISON. 76-YEAR-OLD TERRY JOHN MARTIN STOLE THE SLIPPERS IN 2005 FROM THE JUDY GARLAND MUSEUM IN THE LATE ACTOR'S HOMETOWN OF GRAND RAPIDS, MINNESOTA. MARTIN'S ATTORNEY SAYS HE HAD GONE STRAIGHT BUT WANTED TO PULL OFF ONE LAST SCORE. Martin says he gave in to temptation after an old associate with connections to the mob persuaded him that the famous shoes were adorned with real rubies. They were not. Both sides of the trial recommended Martin be sentenced to time served because he is currently in hospice care. Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, it's Night Court starting at 7 o'clock, then Extended Family at 7.30, followed by La Brea at 8 and Quantum Leap at 9, and then you can join us back here for KXAN News at 10.
1: And join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us over the air or through your television provider.